0: Welcome to Insights for Believers audio podcast. We believe the message you are about to receive from the Word of God today will ignite your faith in the saving grace of Jesus
1: Christ and His love for you.
0: Very very simple, but I'm going to tell you some of the things that could be that could be cloud your heart. The Bible says Isaiah 12:10. I have also spoken by the prophets, and I've multiplied visions. So there is all. Oh, There is visions. I have given symbols. Symbols. Another version calls it similitudes. Please take note of that. So there are visions. There is inner witness. There are symbols through the witness of the Spirit. So there is affirmations, okay, or confirmations. Now, please take note of this. All the things that were happening, visions, whatever, that God was putting in one person one person that he picked I elected is now what is happening it should happen in everybody's life however we have ministry offices ministry offices says by virtue of someone being called into to be in the office of a prophet there are some um, ministry gifts that will operate in him obviously a prophet should be able to hear some things about uh, some information about the kingdom about uh, some things around them depending on their uh, metron well, the metron is their sphere of influence, okay? Um, then they can disseminate, okay? But it doesn't mean, and usually the role of the prophet in the New Testament is not the same way it was in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's more of an affirmation. What they do is they actually, the role of the prophet is actually to witness to Scripture and witness to what God has told you, is telling you, or is about to tell you. But in the Old Testament, the old, they were only the only ones that could hear God. So whether they were speaking in error, remember the story of those prophets, um, the lying spirit that went before the Lord. They said they would go and enter the prophets so that the prophets would prophesy lies. And all the prophets, prophets before Jehoshaphat, they, they prophesied lies and say, hey, go the, to the battle, you will win. Only one said, no, that's not what God is saying. Hallelujah. And brethren, which means at that time, people couldn't know, they couldn't tell the difference. But today, you can tell the difference. Excuse me, I'll ask you another question. How do you know when somebody is prophesying or when somebody is um, um, lying in terms of operation of the gift fruit of the spirit and you know that something is wrong? Inner witness. Inner witness. So how do I now train my soul to be quiet? Not your spirit. Your spirit has no problem. Your spirit is where the Holy Ghost is. Your spirit is complete. is hundred. is perfect. Your soul is where the problem is. And our soul is where we access that information that is received from the spirit. So you have it because you're a spirit. But for it to make sense to you in this flesh, it can only be accessed in the soul, understood at the realm of the soul or your mind, understood um, and decoded in your mind. I'm going to give you different ways, especially in the New Testament, that God speaks to Now, don't forget, this time dispensation, spirit is on all of us. All of us. Please, let nobody deceive you. God talks to you. All right? You have probably not learned or probably you're looking out for the spectacular. He speaks to you. Can I ask you a question? There's nobody that is born again. That will tell me that there's one day that I wanted to go out and he just felt he shouldn't go anywhere. All right? Some call it intuition, ladies and gentlemen. But the truth is this. The Bible says there's a spirit in man. And the spirit of God gives his inspiration. When such inspirations come, it's coming from your spirit. Sometimes you're not very sure. It's very unclear. I'm going to teach you how to be sure and how to know that today. All right? So how does God talk to us? From scripture, we could see. Before Pentecost, while Jesus was to be born, angels showed up before pentecost um when jesus was to be born joseph had dreams before pentecost um prophets spoke after pentecost when the spirit came on all flesh ladies and gentlemen we still have prophets all right you remember the story of Agabus? that should be chapter 21 of Acts of the apostles Agabus um he saw his, he saw peter's a uh, Paul's cloak somewhere and he took the cloak and he said, well, whoever has this cloak, he bound himself. and I said, this is what will be done to him in Jerusalem. All right? That's a prophet. But what did Peter, Paul say? Paul said, I, I know, he knew what was waiting for him in Jerusalem. He said, I'm not only ready to be bound, I'm ready to see the Lord. Hallelujah. Because he already had a witness of what he's supposed to do. Did God tell him he was going to die yet? Only Paul knew. He didn't record. But ladies and gentlemen, he knew that while he, the moment he gets to Rome, he's not coming back, all right? There is a witness. There's something telling him, yeah, that's why he wrote. Second Timothy was the last gospel, a piece of Paul wrote. And he said, I've finished my course. I have fought the good fight. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, is lived for me. So he didn't talk about coming out of prison. He knew that was coming. That was the end of it. How did he know? Inner witness, ladies and gentlemen. There is a witness. You know? Do you, do you know when you know that you know that God is going to use you? I don't know about a lot of people some people saw visions to hear their call some people uh, some people all they had was an inner witness that i'm called to ministry there's no vision there's no dream nothing spectacular there's no drama okay they just know it's more real to them let me give you an example there's there's a friend of mine in calgary he got mine is an accountant all right, when I'm in mean an account, you know what it means to pass your exams in Canada and become very, very senior accountant. I think he's a fellow of the institute or so. And brethren, he's been practicing for years. God now told him and said, hey, "Give that up for me. I want to use you." Now he just, God just told him, "Leave it up. Leave it up. Just leave, forget practice." Now it wasn't any, it wasn't, it wasn't a dream. It, was, it just kept, feeling, "I'm not supposed to do this." Then suddenly, as it was surrendering and his heart became clear went to see god's face and he had a clear witness in his heart that i shouldn't be doing this and this is what you should be doing then eventually after he obeyed god now told him forget that let's face this all right there is the inner witness number three there's the inner voice number four i told you there are dreams number four there is um, um ministry gifts Confirmation or affirmations okay number five ladies and gentlemen um there's a list of them endless that there's still signs similitude and symbols but the number one in the new testament is inner witness inner witness inner witness let me show you a scripture open your bible to the book of acts after the apostles Chapter number 16, Acts 16, Acts 16, I will read verse number, I will read from verse number 6, and when they had gone through Piger and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit, forbidden by the Holy Spirit. To preach the word in Asia. The Holy Ghost can forbid you from preaching the gospel. The Bible says after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Pythagore, but the spirit did not permit them. Excuse me. The permission there had nothing to do with uh, 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 the Holy Ghost. So, No, it is a witness. And in our witness that mm, we shouldn't do this. A uh, sensing that the Lord wouldn't want us to do this. Take a leap further. Suddenly, the Bible says in verse number nine, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A vision. A man of Macedonia stood there and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, when he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord, concluding, it wasn't that. The, see it wasn't that the holy ghost told them it wasn't that the holy ghost told them this is not the way to go they knew by virtue of now please if you notice that there's a coming together of more than one way there number one the inner witness restricted them then god now allowed them have a dream in fact the truth is this the bible says and a vision appeared to paul in the night when you hear vision of the night it's usually dream vision of the night most times in scripture is usually a dream and so vision in the night, a man stood before him and pleaded with him, saying, come over. Now Paul now said, by virtue of the fact that the Holy Ghost did not give us a release, a release to do this or do that or go somewhere. Then um, he's now showing of a vision. Come over to Macedonia and help us. Then they concluded, not that the Holy Ghost told them, go to Macedonia. They concluded, brethren, this thing is, don't, don't, don't complicate it. They concluded, because the truth is that this uh, this is, I'm talking of Apostle Paul, writer of 13 books of the New Testament. All right? They concluded, said, well, if the Lord has hindered us from going this way, and I'm having a dream that a man is telling us that we should go to Macedonia, then they concluded, not that they heard anything extraordinary, no audible voice, no whatever. The vision wasn't even explicit. Don't forget similitude and symbols. That vision was similitude, symbol. It was not, the man was just standing and said, come over to Macedonia and help us. They came up and they went to Macedonia. And they prospered. All right? So please, a lot of times, um, we make it a bit difficult. Sometimes, let me ask you a question. Well, can I start taking questions and maybe to help me address some issues better. All right because i'm i'm sincerely trying to simplify this to let you know that brethren it is not dramatic Hmm? hearing god is not dramatic i found that a lot of people that have not mastered the inner witness want to start hearing the inner voice there's inner witness there's inner voice visions there are dreams dreams are valid there are closed visions. Some, see, somebody tell you that uh, dreams, they don't trust dreams. It can easily be manipulated. Visions are, the dream is a type of vision. So whatever happens to a dream can happen to any vision. Did you hear me? <laughs> so mm-hmm. not, there is no vision that is inferior. Okay? There is no vision. So dream is a vision. Open vision or closed vision, they're all visions. As the devil can manipulate dreams, it can manipulate open visions. Vision. I, I've, I've, I've seen. God has communicated with me through all of them many times on a regular basis. And I can tell you, the same way the devil can manipulate dreams, that same way the devil also can manipulate um, open vision, closed vision. It doesn't mean that the fact that you see a vision, it has to be God. Satan can show you a vision. Go and meet false prophets. They see true visions. The one that cannot be falsified (laughs) is the inner witness. But, PK, there are sometimes I'm not sure whether it's my mind or is the Holy Ghost. We'll come to that. I think it might be time to take some questions and answers. That's actually the
1: first question. That's <laughs> right. yeah. the first question in the chat there. How do we clearly distinguish between the voice of our mind, our thoughts, and the voice of the Holy Spirit?
0: Now, the truth is this. Please, the the right question should not be the voice of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, the leading of the Holy Spirit, which can come in many ways. All right? But does the Holy Spirit speak? Yes. Usually, it speaks to you also in your own voice. (laughs) Where the devil? At the elementary stage. Where the devil as where the devil where the devil speaks to you too, it doesn't. It is your voice you are hearing <laughs> inside of you. It speaks. Satan speaks to you in your voice. The Holy Spirit speaks to you in your voice. It is as you are maturing and your soul is now being transformed, mm. and there is a regeneration. In other words, your your spirit is now getting familiar with the Word of God then the voice of the Holy Spirit sometimes could come in a different tone than your own voice. But you hear him at the early stages, your voice, you hear the devil in your voice. It is all working inside of your mind. Nobody can hear you. You are the only one. So when you want to talk to yourself, you are hearing your voice. So three voices, three three talkers, one voice. (laughs) So the test should now be how do I know when it is the leading of the Lord? Because the early part of it, truthfully, if someone tells you that they are born again now and they tell you that they are hearing voices, the first thing I tell them is, yeah, what kind of voice it is. When one says it sounds like a woman, that's not the Holy Ghost. <laughs> that is not the Holy Ghost. It sounds like a man. That is not, you cannot put it. It, is, it comes... As a, as a witness first of all because before his voice becomes very distinct huh? you must have by the word your your soul your your mind will have been transformed to an extent so it is more in your hands the, the clarity will come but don't look for it in one day huh? be diligent first of all because the truth is this there is no way you will know. The only way to judge if what you are hearing is of God or yourself is this. Mm-hmm. Because the truth is this. The voice, let me show you three voices here. John chapter number one. Of oh, Everyone open your Bible. Three voices. John chapter number one. I will read verse number 12. John one. John one and verse number 12 and 13. Sorry, my Bible is new, so the navigating is is still. uh... All right, John 1, I'll read verses 12 and verse number 13. The Bible says, but to as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God, even those who believe in his name, who were born. Not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So there are three things there. There's a will of the flesh, there's a will of the devil, and there's a will of God. The will of man is not necessarily sinful. The will of man is not necessarily sinful. I'll give you a typical example. Let's use Jesus as an example. When Jesus was to die, hmm, Jesus said the only time when his own will was separate from that of the Father. He said, Lord, if, if it pleases you, can you let this cup pass over me? While he was talking about the cup, he was not talking about the death. He was talking about the death of the cross. So he says, well, can I die and die another kind of death and not the death of the cross? And obviously, that wasn't changed. So Satan says don't die at all in that context. Jesus says, I will die, but not the death of the cross. The Father says you will die, and you die one way, the death of the cross. So you notice that the will of man wants to die, but he wants to determine how he dies. All right? So it's sometimes very hard to decipher. The voice of the devil is very easy to detect. Even it comes in your tone. It's always very aggressive, very forceful. It's all, you feel disturbed by it. You feel very, very disturbed by it. All right? But that of God is always instructive. Sometimes it's, it sound. it's almost like a piece of advice. I'm talking to people that are very, very elementary. Always like a piece of advice. Like he goes and says, "Shon." Why don't you go and say sorry to your wife? Let's not use that one, sir. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just, I mean, I'm just it. Or he says, P.K., why don't you, huh? He always comes a lot of times, more like a suggestion, because God respects your will. See, it's not, since Jesus died and resurrected, very few times with the Holy Spirit say, Go and do this. And even when he's been stern, he's not forceful. How do we separate it? My brother, the truth is this you cannot. It is the word. Open your Bible. So maybe you can read for me this one um, Hebrews chapter number four, so I don't delay with flipping the Bible. Hebrews chapter number four, verse 12 and 13. Hebrews four, 12 and 13.
1: I wish somebody could actually read for us from the, but it was so quiet. Anyway, I'll wait till we're done. <laughs> so Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. Yeah. 12 is, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. And hold God. on, hold on. There is only one way you can divide soul and spirit.
0: The word of God. It's the word of God that will actually separate your spirit from your soul mm-hmm. it separates soul from spirit there's no formula to this thing that's why God will have you study your Bible <laughs> know him from your Bible it is this one now by because it's a two sword, the divides separates your voice from that of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Anyone that tells you, I can give you indications, because from experience I know the Holy Spirit is always suggestive. The Holy Spirit is never forceful. Do you understand? He's um, whatever. So, but sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, the devil, if the devil knows that, that's what you respond to. It can come that way. And if you don't know how to try him for that, you follow him thinking you follow the Holy Ghost. Don't forget, the Bible says you can disguise as an angel of light. There has to be... As you are growing in your knowledge of God's word, you, that problem will not be a problem. It will just disappear. I remember when I was courting my wife. She drives me to crusades when we were courting. And she she sees me operate the word of knowledge and word of wisdom and sometimes. And she comes out and she says, that thing you were hearing and you were saying, how did you hear it? And I'm saying... If you know, if you can explain it, then it is not supernatural. It is annoying. So after a while we got married, the mama started to started ministering. The first time, I think I drove her to a meeting and she was ministering and she operated the word of knowledge. So I asked her when we got to the car, Madam, sorry, that thing you said, how did you know it? And obviously she started laughing. You can't, it's not, it's not something you, you train for. It's something you grow into. This is what divides the soul from the spirit. Any other thing I tell you, I can just tell you how to observe, but that is not what will separate for you. The
1: separation has to be done by the word of God. Thank you so much. Uh, really appreciate your time and everything that you, you shared with us today. Please, guys, uh, take a moment and, and make use of the chat room. I know a lot of you don't want to say anything, but you can at least uh, put something in the chat and let Pastor Piquet know that you're alive and well and that this has, you know, if this has impacted you in any way. So I have another question here that I'll read to you. I think I sent this to you. Okay, uh, I have it here. Uh, someone uh, sent in earlier. Okay. Um,
0: sometimes I hear the Holy Spirit speaking to me. And other times I don't hear him per se, but I am somewhat restless. Um, I am not sure if it is that he's trying to communicate to me and I'm not sensitive. Okay, that's to explain the restlessness. Mm-hmm. Or that he is trying to get my attention. I have heard and I believe that there are various ways the Holy Spirit communicates with us, not necessarily with words. But you, can, can you please touch a bit on this? Yeah, there are two questions. Let me take this first one first of all. Yes, my brother, absolutely, absolutely. Um, as you grow later, you see, don't forget I talked about symbols and similitudes, all right? There are times when you start having some, um, you can't call it a feeling. Um, that, that it, it, it happens actually in your body when you know that um, God is trying to communicate and probably you're just not there. Or maybe you've just said, you're about to say something wrong, and he uses that to just hold you back. Whenever you have that feeling, you know you're about saying something wrong or what you're about to say should not be said. Do mm-hmm. you understand? It happens to me a lot. Um, I won't say what mine is, but once that thing comes on, it comes on my body. Okay? I know, uh, uh, is it that I've just said something I shouldn't say or uh, the, what I have in mind to say I should not say. Okay? But usually, that happens usually for those according to the prophetic office. Usually. All right? But whenever you feel you're having a longing and a sensing, and don't forget, the truth is this, um, similitudes and symbols requires you to get interpretation because the truth is this, the message could be right, the interpretation is wrong, it's still as useless as anything. It's still as useless. In fact, it's it's more destructive than if there was no message at all. (laughs) Is so dangerous. Okay, there are four things when something comes to you. Number one, there is the message, how it comes to you. Number two, there is how you receive it. Number three, there is your interpretation of it. Then number four, there is your own advice on it. Okay, number one is how it is the message itself, number two is how you receive it. Number three is how you interpret it. And number four is how you deliver the message. So, my brother, what God is simply saying at that time is that you should come and enter your closets. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. When you feel he wants to tell you something, but you're not receiving anything, or probably is telling you, closet time. Closet time. Okay, that's the summary of that, closet time. Let me read the second question. question second question is, um, okay, I think first question, he wants us to understand if there are other signals. Yes, there are signals. Truthfully, there are signals. Okay, there are signals. Like I said, sometimes you feel some things in your body. Sometimes you just, let, let me give you an like example. If you are not sick uh, and there's just a loss of, of appetite, you're not sick, close that time. <laughs> People don't. I, I don't know why say, pastor, and they will now go to the doctor to go and call them on the vitamin. <laughs> and and there's nothing without that. They're not sick, but they do understand the fact that the Holy Spirit wants you, is, is knocking on your door to create to start a season for fasting because is fasting also separates. He also helps in the word, separating, dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit for clarity. All right? But the word of God is the one that is the sword. Okay? Fasting is not a sword. Fasting only helps sharpen the sword. Okay? It only helps, sh- it is not the sword. Okay? It helps sharpen the sword. So, um, those words, you suddenly find out, oh, um, You are just being drawn to something. Please, God is telling you it's closet time. It's not every time we tell you, leave everything you are doing, go into the closet. No, sometimes it comes as similitudes, a feeling, a loss of appetite, nothing, you just, you, pizza, everything, you don't feel like eating anything. Go into your closets. God says he wants to spend time with you. It's fasting time. All right? Now, number two, if I'm to read the question, um, number two question here says, what is it that sometimes we are, unable to hear why is it that sometimes we are unable to hear him when we need answers to life questions i love the second question so much is it that we are not sensitive or we are expected to pray and let him choose the means he will communicate the answer or does anxiety block us completely from that like that four five questions in want all right then but please i really love that second question because the truth is this It is not every time, let me start from the top, it's not every time that you are going to hear God say, turn right, turn left. Anybody that tells me, 100% of the time, the Holy Ghost told me, the Holy Ghost told me, something's wrong, that your Holy Ghost doesn't want you to grow in faith. Mm. Faith requires you not knowing where you're going, but you're moving. Alright? So God, a lot of times, you know, remember the story of, uh, was it Elijah or Elisha? The Bible says when the woman was coming, says something is troubling this woman and the Lord has hid it from me. Alright? So a lot, it's, God is not going to show you everything. It doesn't work that way. God isn't coming on to show you everything all the time. Oh no. Absolutely not. Um, then could it mean that we are we are not um sensitive? That's a possibility. So number one is the fact that it's a possibility that God wants you to walk in he wants you to walk in faith. Guess what? Do you know the truth? Do you know a lot of people separate God's word from leading of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> As though the word is not is not the word of the Holy Spirit. Do, 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 do you understand what I mean, Is mm-hmm. like they treat the Holy Ghost, telling them through vision or something differently from the Bible leading them. Is <laughs> it, it should be the same. <laughs> so, if you are saying, if you are saying the Holy Spirit, you are asking God questions. And I'll ask you, what what is coming? What is going on in your Bible study? Because He has spoken to you. You are just probably looking for the spectacular or the usual thing of a vision, a whatever. You see yourself in glory. Brethren, if you can't see yourself in glory in scripture, you cannot see yourself in glory anyhow. There is no sure word of prophecy. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the author of this book. All this book, this book was his Bible says, men, only men who are inspired by the same Holy Spirit. So this is the ultimate direction, the word of God. Okay? Then number three possibility is the fact that, yes, it's, there are times when um, it's as though we are just not sensitive enough. We are too busy for God. So what you would do is this. Like Moses, let's open, open to Exodus 3. Exodus 3. Or can I just paraphrase it probably? You know the story of Moses, how, how he saw the burning bush and was not... Uh, it was not uh consumed right he he god was on the mountain all the while god was inviting moses using that spectacular spectacular scenario do you notice that god did not speak until moses drew near god was on the mountain all the while the bible says when the lord saw that's with chapter number three
1: could you help read, please? That's your verse number five or so. Okay. so. So verse four says, So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, yes, God called to him from
0: the midst of the bush and There said, is no way God would have spoken if he did not draw near. God has been there. The truth is this. He's waiting for you to make a move. The remaining information, you won't get. And so when... And that's why I love that second question. When you feel... Oh, okay, you're asking our life questions. And is it probably you just a bit too busy for God? Probably, you no, know, just create time where you could just have some quiet time. And God, do you know the truth, Michelle? Um, um, mm-hmm. Man of God, God, it's not that God really wants us to, it's not that anything you want to, you, you want Him to tell you, you, can't tell you immediately. But He just wants to have fellowship with you. <laughs> He's not telling you to come so that. What you are looking for, we will tell you, no, let's play at least. At least let me use this as a bait to pull you in. Where have you been? What why are you too busy for me? Why are you just too busy for me? Okay, I will show you half half a head. But Pastor, I've just seen half. Pastor will tell you, go go and spend time with God. You now get to God. God will not be telling you about that thing. No. It will be the last thing so that you don't he doesn't tell you and you leave again. And the purpose is defeated. So we'll make sure we'll tell you about things, play, talk. We relate, you worship, worship, worship. Your intestine will almost become your small intestine. Then, (laughs) when he has satisfied, then you now show you God this is what you've been waiting for. Then you now go out and say, Brethren, I spent 12 hours with the Lord just to get the remaining information. That's not true. (laughs) That is not true. Mm -mm. God wanted fellowship with you. He just used that to bring you in. Okay, bros, you are getting too busy for me. What's up?
1: Praise the Lord. That's very, very instructive. So (laughs) thank you very much. Okay, it looks like it's just one person that's asking all the questions. Where are you? All of you, I can see all of you here. Nobody's saying a word. Like everybody's just so quiet. Anyway, we have just about four, no, like less than less than 15 minutes. So I will just take this next question. It says, I've I've heard from some other ministers that the Holy Spirit's voice is quite firm, not necessarily suggestive, impulsive, or forceful. This seems to be in tandem with how the Lord spoke while on earth. He was firm and direct in his conversations. Can you comment on this, please? Thanks. Can you take that question again? So he's saying that he has heard from some other ministers that the Holy Spirit's voice is quite firm. So you know we're talking about how the Holy Spirit is suggestive, is impulsive, is not you know forceful or anything, but that it's that that's you know the idea of the Holy Spirit's voice being firm is is in tandem with how the Lord spoke while on earth. So when Jesus would be speaking to maybe the Pharisees and all, he was firm and direct, you know, in his conversations. Uh, can you comment on this?
0: No, but uh, we're talking of the Holy Spirit, not Jesus. <laughs> uh, so you can't compare Jesus' voice uh, to that of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Jesus came, preached for three and a half years. Very few people got saved. Even the people that were working with him, one of them went back. <laughs> he made sure that when he went to heaven, came back. He told God, God, sit, sit on the right hand and say, Father, are coming. These guys, are, they don't understand it yet. Stay back here for 40 days, 40 nights, teaching them about the kingdom. Acts chapter 1, verse number 2. All right? But the day the Holy Ghost came, bam! ah, huh? Everything changed. First manifestation of the Holy Spirit, 3,000, God saved. Okay? is God, but different personality. All right? And Jesus, Jesus will. Jesus was not even firm in terms of, he was firm when he was dealing with the religious folks. Huh? But he would tell his disciples, in fact, he, was firm, he should have left us a lot of command. Uh, he said, This only thing I ask of you, if you love me, keep my commandment. They said, Which is the greatest law? He said, There's just really no law. Say, so Love the Lord your God with all your heart. Uh-huh. And this first is like the second. Second is I like come to the first, love your neighbor. As yourself, that is all. All right? So it's it's not, when I mean suggestive is because the the word firm is not commanding. I'm not talking of that. You need to get to a level when the Holy Spirit is not that commanding you or when you're walking into imminent danger. Then it's like, tells you, it it becomes an order. But a good number of times, mm, don't go there. Don't, that's it, mark my tone. Don't go there. It's different from, do not go there. The first one is suggestive. All right? So it's, um, the, the voice of the spirits is, um, the, the, I, will, I wish Paul had written to us how the Holy Ghost hindered them <laughs> from going to preach in Asia. I thought that was probably how that happened. But brother, I can tell you it's inner witness. Okay? Inner witness. We knew by the spirit of God. We knew by his cancer. We knew by his leading. All right? But if you are going to imminent danger, like I'll give you an example. I can't remember where I was. Let me use my own personal examples. And um, I was about to go somewhere. And he, had, he told me the first time, um, don't go. Then I still kept going because I needed to go there. Well, in my own thoughts. Then he told me a second time, do not go. He wanted me to go and pray for somebody in the hospital. Apparently, it was somebody he was judging. Do not go. So I told the pastor, I'm so sorry, I can't go. I'd already dressed up, picked up my, you know, gotten down from my house. I said, I'm I'm so sorry, I can't go, sir. All right, that way it becomes stern. Okay, don't forget it's your Lord, it's your love. Love is the language of the New Testament. Love, that was what they never had. Okay, and the responsibility of the New Testament um, is not in your action, it's first of all in your heart. First of all, um, that's why Jesus said that uh, whoever looks at a woman lustfully now, you don't have to be caught with any woman now. It's just all in your heart. The playing field that move from your actions in your body to your heart. All right? And that's why he makes sure that the excuse the other people did not have because they didn't have the Holy Ghost in their hearts to help them with their thoughts and what they should be doing. He has now given it to us. So it is your thoughts that now... Um, matters a lot more because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The Holy Ghost is very simple, not complicated. All he wants is, the Bible says, Second Corinthians 13, 15, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that is given to us by the love of God, uh, that brought us into the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you, in other words, ladies and gentlemen, the more you commune with someone, the easier it will be to identify his voice. All right? That's one. The quietness, how to steal your voice. Number one, worry is the number one, uh, what do you call it now, uh, uh, shield or barrier to hearing God. There's no way you can be anxious uh, and be You hear the the Holy Ghost clearly. Uh, So this cluster your mind. The Bible is still the bottom line, truthfully. If, sincerely, there were another method I know, which other people I don't know, all I know is this. The the word separates the soul from the mind. Number two, as you continue to grow in your knowledge in Christ and know him for who he is, not what he gives, uh, you cannot miss his voice. You cannot miss his leading economics is leading the lord bless you i really really wish i could ask, answer a lot of questions probably i would have even just be sh- shutting my whatever but
1: <laughs> so it's honestly i um, i i just hope i'm not doing something that people are not happy about you know if if you're okay to still answer a few questions and people are okay to stay right i just don't want people dropping out and everybody's leaving and then i get you i get you yeah. I would love
0: to, I would love, there's no problem. I think I can still give another 15 minutes. I can answer questions because okay. that's very important. Yeah. Let's demystify this thing. It's not difficult. Don't look for the spectacular. Huh? The, babes, time, the
1: spectacular is more, is more believable, <laughs> especially.
0: No, that's, what, see, do you know why the problem is um, man or God? Truthfully, I tell you the truth. The spectacular would never allow you know God. Hmm. It is a dangerous for you to be echoing the voice of a God you don't know. It is that, that is why a lot of people, some people that we call false prophets today, they are not false prophets. Mm -hmm. They are people that ended up accessing the spectacular eh, and it's not being matched by the knowledge in the word of God. So don't forget the fourth thing I said, the message, how you receive it, how you interpret it and how you deliver the message. That is the problem. (laughs) and it can happen to you in your own personal life, the message will be correct. How you receive it, if it is not received in the light of the word of God, you're already in error, even though the message is correct. So if you don't know what the Bible says about what you are receiving, you're already in trouble. Let me give you a typical example. One of my friends, a, a, a solid, solid prophet. This guy is, is when I mean, someone, is, he sees like he sees. <laughs> All right? He said a word to him and said, uh, but it's one of these people that they have the gifting, but they are shallow in scriptures. Very dangerous. That combination is terribly dangerous to me. Sent a word to my friend and said he saw that something, something is coming on the way that the man of God should put salt in water. Mm. You know, you know the story of uh, Elisha now? Put salt, the source of the trouble. So put salt in water. He used half of it to bat. He should take some few cups out of that one. Saline water why would the guy have high blood pressure <laughs> no but guess what the message was correct man of god the message was very correct how we received it because once you are receiving it on the pedestal different from the word of god you're already gone and it is better you never receive the message <clears throat>
1: All right. <laughs> like somebody said in the comments now, the message is sinking. Thank you, Pastor. Okay. Thank you for all of you that are putting in comments now. Truly blessed. Someone said uh, very instructive and simple. Um, thank you, sir. Someone said got so many new information. Um, yeah. So thank you, guys. At least you guys are now you are now talking. So we are, <laughs> at least we know that you're alive and well. Thank you, Pastor PK. It would be really nice to comment a bit more on how to quieten the noise in our minds. And someone else said, "Thank you, Pastor PK." So let, let me uh, let me take this first one that came in. He said, "What happens when we receive a word of God in our witness or the voice of the Holy Spirit that does not come to pass? Does it mean it was not God at all, or we did not pray it to pass?"
0: There, there are, uh, there is, a, which means what is being mentioned is something that is yet to happen. The word that was received, Oh, well, it didn't happen at all. And no, no, that's what I'm saying, which means for it to have happened, it means something, when you received it, it's something that was yet to happen. Mm-hmm. That's why you were expecting it to happen, and it didn't happen at all. All right? So it was, which means it was, as it were, a word of wisdom, as it were. It was still ahead of you. Now, three things. In the light of the four things I gave, how did you receive the message? The message came. In other words, on what platform did you weigh that message on scriptures? The Holy Ghost will have given it. There's there's something you should understand about God. When I was younger, I used to think what matters was just knowing what God wants. It was when I got older a little bit in the Lord that I now knew that, look, to God, knowing what he wanted to do is just half of the issue. Mm. How he wants it done (laughs) means a lot more. (laughs) It is not every how because there are many ways you can get it done. Mm. How he wants it done. Can you imagine? Take, go and fill the quarter pot with water. Scoop. Why don't you bring the former bottles that have been emptied? Let them fill with water. Pray over it so that at least they know that one is easier. Carry bottles around. Go and empty the water in are, if, pots used for purification, washing of legs. Mm-hmm. Go and now scoop the water there. How he wants it done? That's why the woman, the mother told him, whatever he tells you to do, don't think it's stupid though. That's the supernatural aspect of it. And that's where I miss it out sometimes. The message was correct. It's possible you received it wrongly. It's possible you received it rightly. Then it's possible you received it rightly and you interpreted it wrongly. Okay? And there's another possibility. The possibility is the fact that the, the Bible says, vision is for an appointed time. God will tell you you are going to be king, it doesn't mean you are going to be the palace tomorrow. If it is time-bound, what I usually advise people is this. The Lord gives you a word, and it is time-bound. Like God tells you, tomorrow, prepare. Somebody is coming to the house. Lala. Now, are you preparing for someone to come? Because this thing, the fact that it is spoken, God expects you to run with it in faith, Mm -hmm. trusting and knowing that the person that told you cannot lie. If you are not preparing for what he told you, it will still not happen So don't think the fact that God said it is not your faith. It doesn't need the buying of your faith. Your faith not will not come to bear. That is not true. Huh? The Holy Ghost tells me and says, okay, don't worry. By next year, um, before the end of this year, you own a home. <laughs> and I sit down, and I'm not going to go and look for houses to see the ones I like. <laughs> I'll wait till 20 years. Then in 15 years, I'll say, God, you told me 15 years ago that you give me a home god says i gave you <laughs> you never wanted to... see these things are about a motion detector a motion detector you know those kind of lights that detect motion and they come on
1: yeah.
0: that's how this thing is so god gives it to you already it is loaded with power but until movement is detected power does not come on
1: in other words it's motion activated
0: <laughs> and that's why faith without works is dead yes sir so how do we train our
1: soul to be quiet
0: Number one, as the word simply says, sometimes learn to shut up. Shut phone, shut noise, shut everything. Learn to just shut down a lot of times. It doesn't mean that you are praying or fasting. It just means that you're just in, in your moment. You're having a personal conference with yourself sometimes. is You have to start training that. You know what, just... Block everything out. No phone. Phone is the number one problem of this generation. Just put everything away. All right? Let your phone know I can do without you. That's one. Number two, a lot of times when we fellowship with the Lord in the morning and we leave out for work, until we come back, we don't fellowship with him again. That is one of the best ways to train your spirit to be quiet. As, as you're communicating, you're going on the road. Be communicating. Be communicating asking question, god this house this big guy that's having starting business here, is he going to do well and last week that i came here he got even tell you to say word over it he will do well in jesus and you don't know the guy that's how it is communication all right so don't wait for only when you want to hear or blah 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 when we are every 24 hours as it were just keep communicating then number three which is the one of the, the most effective skill is to learn how to meditate on God's word. So do what I said in number one, all right? And this time, but with a desire to just ponder over a scripture. It is your meditation that births questions. Huh? Questions is what makes the Holy Spirit gives you answers. Then you gotta started getting familiar with his voice but another thing that really really stands in the way anxiety cannot allow us here god when you're anxious don't just go and tell lord i am anxious i need help let him help you any way he wants to all right so here comes um, self-control which is a deliberate exercise to just make sure that there are some let there be nothing you cannot do without that's what i say Don't, don't let there be anything in life you cannot do without number two Um, Make sure that your communion is perpetual, not just in the morning, in the evening, or afternoon. Talk to God, ask him questions. See things. Be talking inside. Go on. Then finally, number three, talk about meditation on God's word. Very, very, very important. And guess what? Hang around people who you already know are sensitive in the spirit. It will help you. I am sharpened.
1: Thank you for listening to Insights for Believers today. For more information or to send us questions, testimony, and feedback, please visit us at www.insightsforbelievers.org. Be blessed today, and we'll see you again soon.